Hello, welcome to the second part of this 19th Harmony UK podcast from the British Association of Barbershop Singers Convention 2019 in Bournemouth. In part one, we heard from the Men's Chorus Champions Hallmark of Harmony and from the Cheshire Chord Company, of course, current Labs champions, plus some of the five members of a cappella legends from Sweden, the real group. In part two, we're very much focused on quartets, including these four newcomers competing at convention for the very first time with this impressive performance. Saw her standing there, moonbeams in her hair, starlight in her eyes so fair, sweet radiance all. Well, with me, one of the newest quartets, in fact, the newest quartet to appear on the scene uh, this year at uh, Babs 2019, uh, Silver Street, and let me get them to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Will, I'm the tenor. Hi, I'm Bowen, I'm the barry. Hi, I'm Jonathan, I'm the lead. I'm Joel, I'm the bass. And as I say, you are brand new to the British Association of Barbershop Singers. Are you equally new to Barbershop? And, 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 and if so, what have you been doing in, until Barbershop came along? So uh, together we all sang at one point or another in Fitz Barbershop, which was a Cambridge University group. It's not quite as um, purely barbershop as what you get at Babs, but it's a sort of semi-grounding in uh, the area. Yeah, there's like there's eight to 12 people in that group that um, we all were in at one stage or another, so it doesn't really strictly conform to what would be a barbershop quartet. So you all met at university. Are you, are you all from a, a musical background? Uh, I think, well, it's a bit of a mix. So I'm from a very classical background. I've been seeing choral music since I was about four. Uh, yeah. I, I know Will's an a cappella background. Bowen, solid barbershop. Piano, mostly, and some choir singing in school, <laughs> but not much, yeah. And, yeah, uh, I was also mostly choral stuff until I got to university and then started doing barbershop a bit more seriously. And, Will, tell us about your a cappella background. Oh, um, so before I was with this group, um, I sang at university with a uh, an acapella group, a sort of contemporary acapella group called the Tectonics. Um, really nice. Some of the other competitors here today were also in the same group at the same time as me. I'm a bit, I'm a bit slower off the mark in, in transitioning over to barbershop. But, but we, we've, we've seen um, Tectonics on TV, haven't we? Uh, yeah, they have been on TV in the past. Um, I think they were on an ITV sort of variety show at uh, the Palladium. So yeah, they've been on, on TV a couple of times. So what then was it, Jonathan, what, that attracted you to, to, to this particular competition, to this particular organisation? Well, partly it's the convenience of only needing to get four people in a room at any one time to get a rehearsal running. <laughs> uh, trying to run anything bigger can get a little challenging, especially when, I mean, this is a hobby we all love, but it's still a hobby. People have jobs, they have things they have to do with 80% of their life, and then we take a little snippet of that to do rehearsals, and this is quite a nice... Uh, format in which to do that you can fit quite a lot in and be quite effective with a small number of people in a relatively short amount of time and what have you made of your your, your first perhaps convention can I ask I mean it, it's been wonderful for me um, the, the best part is meeting so many people who are passionate about the same thing and all the quartets, all the courses sound absolutely amazing, and it's so nice to and hear it's, that. It's a great community here as it's, well. Like, yeah, there's no sort of toxic competitiveness. Everyone's supporting each other to try and improve 
to try and like improve your score from the previous time. It's it's not like it's not adversarial between groups, which is really nice. Can I ask you guys what you've been doing about coaching? Because I mean, you you put on a, a, a very very polished performance, full rich sounding chords, very traditional songs as well. But I mean, what what about the sort of coaching that you've had? Well, uh, so. When we went to prelims, we actually had had no coaching, and it was a bit interesting because people were asking us before we went on, have you had any coaching? And our response was, no, should we have? Um, but since then, yes, we have got some coaching. So uh, the lovely Debbie Cox, who's actually just standing right, right over there, uh, coached us several times in London, and it was it's just so useful um, and really helpful for us because none of us have really formally been involved in barbershop. As you say, our background is not really barbershop, so it was so helpful to have that coaching from Debbie. Uh, we think it helped us a lot with uh, getting to find And what about the other the other quartets that you've met here? I mean, presumably you, you, you didn't know them beforehand, John. No, I mean, so we knew Sound Hypothesis a little bit because uh, they were in Tectonics. They were the, some of the people that Will was mentioning earlier. But it's a lot of new people, all of them really friendly, and you're really unlikely to bump into a nicer bunch. Can I just, just for a, a quick reaction to the results, sixth place, 73%, a little more than 73%, but... I mean, we've we've just been chuffed to get to the final. Like, we had absolutely no expectations of where we come, and and just to get in the final has been uh, like a great pleasure for us. We're really happy. Well, it's been fantastic to see you. One final question: Where do you go from here? Uh, we go back to London, and then hopefully back to the international. No, sorry, the national. <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. Go uh, back to the Babs Convention next year. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you all again. Thank you very much indeed for talking to us, members of Silver Street. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind. Where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops. That's where you'll find me. Somewhere over the rainbow Bluebirds fly Birds fly over the rainbow wide Silver Street there, whose songs Bright Was the Night and Somewhere Over the Rainbow helped the quartet to a first-time score of 73.7%. The standard of quartet singing in Babs has improved so rapidly in recent years that back in 2012, Silver Street's score would have been enough to win the contest. Well, this year, a remarkable seven quartets surpassed the 76% marker, which is required for internationals. Uh, Finest Hour achieved the guaranteed Babs place. Uh, they were singing for evaluation, along with the locksmith's tagline and the Emerald Guard. And three competing quartets, Sound Hypothesis, Trailblazers and Fifth Element also made the grade. We'll hear from Sound Hypothesis a little later on. Of course, in past years, there was always a clamour at the end of every contest to grab a flurry of A4 sheets of paper with the printed results. This year, for the first time, you could follow the contest on your smartphone by downloading the brand new Babs app. Shanna Wells is the new Babs marketing director. She took over earlier this year when Laurie Whittle stepped down following many years of dedicated service in the role. Uh, Shanna, 
told me more. So this year we've launched the app for the first year, um, which seems to have gone down very well. A um, bit of a labour of love, but something that we knew we were missing. So we needed to get that out there and people have been using it great. We've had loads of people interacting with it um, and it's great that you can put the results on straight away and it just gets more people talking about what's going on. And um, We've also using social media more and more. So we're trying to do more live streaming, putting the pictures up there of people on stage for everyone that's not able to join us to be able to be a part of the community with us as well. So social media then becoming a more and more important part of of, of the way that Babs gets its message across? Yeah, I think so. Um, You know, it's it's got to be part of a bigger picture. Um, However you look at it, it's a great tool, but it's not the only tool to use. However, to get our message out there nowadays, most people have a smartphone and the first thing they do is go on social media or Google. So we need to make sure we're on those platforms so we can be seen. What sort of things are you trying to do to get choruses involved? Because there has been some resistance in the past to social media, particularly from people who perhaps aren't of the generation that's, uh, that's entirely familiar with it. You're absolutely right. You know, um, I know a number of people that see social media as a devil, um, if I'm honest. But I think if you use it with an open mind and know that it's a tool, it's a communication tool. So whatever you put on social media, people will talk about, people will comment on, and you'll get negative and you'll get positive. Um, you know, you just need to create positive vibes on it and if someone is negative respond in a positive way to get them understanding and interested and get the conversation going another thing that everybody waits for from convention every year (laughs) are the videos of the the choruses and quartets the actual performances what's the news on those so this year that we're not live streaming this year um, and they will be available a couple of days after convention we are looking at that we know it's not ideal and hopefully next year there will be a new plan in place but I'm not going to talk about that at the moment. So are you saying that people who hope for a live stream they, their hopes should be kept alive really they shouldn't dash them at this stage? Don't be dashed absolutely don't be dashed but I'm not going to say any more than that at this point. Your lips are sealed? They are. They okay are. well we'll have to take that then as, uh, as, as, as the best that we can get. In the meantime though I mean you, you've just taken over as, as, as the new uh, marketing manager for Babs. What, what are the long-term plans? To be honest, um, (laughs) I don't know how to answer that, if I'm honest. I wanted to join the board. You know, Babs is a phenomenal organisation and I wanted to be a part of where that organisation is going in the future. And that was my main reason for joining the board. It's got great potential. We need to find the right way to use that potential. And, And that's going to involve all the clubs, not just Babs. We can't just do it from the top down. We have to do it from the bottom up as well. So if we can work with the clubs and to work with everybody within our community to get the best outcome and to show everybody how good Babs can be. And, of course, you, you are a musical director. It doesn't mean to say your chorus will see any of the less of you. Uh, no, no, my family might, um, but my chorus won't. No, I am a musical director. had the pleasure of being on stage with them yesterday. It's, yeah... I Go mean, on, name-check them. Five Ways, the coolest chorus there is. 66.9, sorry. Um, but, yeah, no, it's... I love it. I love music. It's been part of my life forever, and this is just a great way. I get to do two of the things that I love, which is marketing and music. Shanna Wells getting off to a flying start as the new Babs marketing director. And this year's convention was certainly a triumph for Babs in terms of top quality guest performers. In part one of this Harmony UK podcast, we heard from the Swedish a cappella sensations, The Real Group. But there was also an unforgettable show performance and a couple of tremendous workshops from the acclaimed US quartet Crossroads, uh, recorded here in the midst of a session coaching under glass the Babs senior quartet champions One Foot in the stave. We have all these colors in our voice. Can you guys sing with all the colors in your voice? And please don't sing together or blend. Okay? I just want each of you to sing all the colors that you have in your voice. Not just the bright, not just every color you can bring into your voice. And don't blend with one another or sing together. I don't want that to be a constraint. Just you be totally you. There was. And there was a boy. sing, they really can have fun singing. The dirtiest word in the English language for, for me, for a choir, is the word blend. I never use that word. I hate that word. Everybody, would you sing again and blend with one another? That's what I hate about blend. Well, shortly afterwards, I ran into the baritone from that champion seniors quartet, Peter Nugent, or Nuge, as he's affectionately known to fellow barbershoppers. So I asked him, 
What was it like? I think the fact that we were singing in front of an audience and getting coached under glass in front of an audience of maybe, I don't know, 100 people, it was uh, a little bit scary. Uh, but at the same time, it, uh, it put us on our metal. And I think we've all improved. And, and the way they approached it, uh, you know, with duetting and some of the basic things that we have to work on, um, which, we, which we know, but we just forget to do, was, uh, was a great opportunity. This thing about listening rather than blending, I thought, was really interesting. It was, and, and I, th- I think for me, it's, uh, there's a difference between listening and, and then audiating. You, know, you can listen to, well, we were told to listen to the lead uh, rather than blend with him. Um, but what I try to do is put uh, Brian's voice in my head and make my voice disappear into his. And that was a great thing. And, and the other thing that, that they asked her to do, which really resonated, was uh, sing with all the colours in your voice. And that made a big difference to me. It, I just felt like I was opening up. And uh, my voice got bigger, but at the same time, mysteriously disappeared into the quartet sound. It was just great. Peter Nugent, a.k.a. Nuge, with some thoughts on that coaching session. Well, afterwards, this being a barbershop convention, Crossroads were only too happy to take an impromptu request to sing Bread and Gravy. And I was delighted when they said that I could record them. Four guys standing in a horseshoe, singing into just one microphone. Now, I'm uh, not saying that the recording equipment for this podcast is crude, but it did occur to me that when Billy Murray and the famous American Quartet walked into Victor Records way back in 1910 to sing Mr. Jefferson Lord play that barbershop chord, they would have been recorded in pretty much the same fashion. So, here it is, an old-school-style recording from one of the world's finest modern-day quartets, Crossroads. Well, and my clothes all fit me well, and I wear a nice ring. Just look at this ring on my well, finger. Well, I'm as free as I can be, and my honey's loving me, so I just can't keep from singing. Can't keep from singing. Lots of bread and gravy all the time, all the time. can be and oh how my honey is loving me so I just can't help but see oh yeah get a breath bread and gravy, gravy lots of bread and gravy good night kisses brother there's no no more blues now there ain't no bad news now 
since I've been getting the bread and gravy all the time. Absolutely brilliant. A, a great privilege to see them performing that song. The members of Crossroads, who are? Brandon Guyton, baritone. Mike Slampka, lead. Jim Henry, bass. Fred Farrell, tenor. And welcome all to Babs 2019, the 45th convention that Babs has had. Um, I'm just wondering, you, you're on a whirlwind trip. You, you, you've just done a workshop. You did one yesterday. You're on the show tonight. Do you actually get to see very much of... Of what goes on here? Not as much as we'd like to see. We were able to get in the in the house and watch some things yesterday, but not enough. We really do love to be a part of things and be able to watch the competitions. Those are always so exciting, but they've kept us pretty busy here, which we're fine with as well. We've enjoyed every second of it, but we did enjoy the Real Groups uh, concert last night. That was quite special. I was going to ask you about the differences between your own quartet and a five-piece like the Real Group, because... They have girls. Well, that's true. That's, that's, that's one very important difference. Yeah. Girls and we only have one. <laughs> <laughs> but they were also talking about the way that they trust one another and the way that they listen to each other on stage. And they want every performance to be different. And they listen, and if, if they make a mistake, or what, what might, some people might consider to be a mistake, they evaluate it, they see whether they can build it in next time, whether they can build on it. What do you think of that? Yeah, that works for some people, I guess. No. <laughs> no, I think it's a great philosophy. I feel like we're, we kind of do the same thing. The one thing they said um, at their master class is they have a 20-minute rule that when they leave the stage, they can't say anything negative for 20 minutes. I think if we could just... 20 seconds. Our 20-second rule would be good for our quartet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Baby steps. <laughs> One of the things that did interest me, though, was you, you were talking about you, you've all sung in, in, in top quartets uh, before as well, or as well as Crossroads. And one of the things you said you don't often hear from quartet singers, and, and, and that was that you have to sing differently between one quartet and another, and it, it takes some getting used to. Brandon, um, how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, it's a very different, all the voices are different. You know, every quartet has different parts and pieces. And uh, I've been singing with my brother my whole life. So when we came into Four Voices, we were part of a collegiate group. And uh, when we met those guys, we were singing in a particular way there. So not only with my brother, but with the voices of Lee Collegiate Ensemble. So you, with all of our quartets, you spend 15 years or, or so, 10 years singing in a particular way in a style. And all of a sudden, this is different voices, a whole different thing. So you just have to relearn how to fit these pieces together. So it was a process. And when you, you learn to sing together, Mike, how do you do that? How do you, you fit your voices together? Well, actually, it didn't really fit together at the beginning very well. And so we had a, a coaching session with actually, she's a Swiss Adeline named Jean Barford, and really helped us to find our kind of matching resonance sound. And a lot of the stuff that we were talking about yesterday in our masterclass and then today, even with some of the coaching that we did. But it really starts with that making sure that we're matching our resonance first, and then everything else kind of goes from there vowels and you know diction and all those things together but it starts with the amount of space that we use i guess and this might confuse some people because jim you were saying that one of the words you you really don't like when it comes to choirs or quartets or anything is blending what is the difference between matching and blending well it's it's a tricky thing to talk about i think in some some ways it's just a semantical difference but i think when singers try to blend with each other what they immediately do, and I've tested this out with many different kinds of choirs, they immediately, each singer loses all the color and personality from their voice because they're trying to sound like the person that they're standing next to. I think our philosophy, and, and I feel like it's been borne out pretty well, is we all have unique colors, and it's that that's our strength. Our strength is what the colors that we have together. So if we all sing with our full colors then and then listen to each other, we're singing together, 
we're balancing and doing all of those things, but not at the expense of the thing that makes us uniquely us as individual singers. Now, in order for me to match or be unified with Mike, I might have to bring out a certain color a little of my voice a little louder than I would bring out other colors. But I feel like as I sing, at least I try, to have all of my colors present, but some might be a little bit more heightened in order to find a timbre that'll sort of go with the colors of Mike's voice. But blending is so subtractive, and adding colors and listening is so additive. I was about to say addictive. It's, it's, addic- it's addictive and additive. Well, that, that, that's good to know. The barbershop in general, I think, is pretty addictive for a lot of people. I mean, I, I'm just wondering whether this is equally true for all the parts. I mean, Fred, you sing tenor, and in a lot of quartets around here, you will hear people complaining that it's the tenor that stands out most. It's the tenor that, that, that is able to integrate least well into the chorus, uh, into the quartet. Is there any justification for that kind of suggestion? None whatsoever. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, it was a huge, for me personally, this was, it was as big of a, it probably wasn't as noticeable maybe, the developing blend between Jim and Mike, but it was a huge, huge leap for me when I started singing with these guys. I, I sing tenor totally differently than I did in my first quartet as well. And it it, was, it, Well, in what way? Well, I, I, I guess the best way to describe it is I was much more of, of a, traditional falsetto with more of a darker tone I guess you know and I really had to work hard to and I still do I still work hard all the time at doing this but my struggle has been getting that that sound to be bright and forward you know and and brilliant as as brilliant as possible but again with that ring and with that with that space to match these guys but it it was a lot of effort and I you know frankly because these guys when we started these guys had all been you know singing Brandon and Mike had just come out of their previous quartets and while Jim and the Gas House Gang was done had been done for a while Jim was still you know active with the the ambassadors and you know teaching music every day so still pretty vocally active I hadn't been I was out of barbershop for a while and I was doing a lot of work and to get back to you know where I needed to be vocally to hang with these guys and then to totally change the way that I had to sing to match with them was uh boy it was it took a while and I was you know there were times when I wasn't sure I could could do it anymore frankly but um uh yeah it took a lot of work but I think again for the benefit of the people that are listening I we didn't we just finished a coaching session with the quartet here at the the Baz convention one foot in the stave yeah yeah and the big thing that I think I came away with was be that follower, be that that ensemble singer that Mike can trust, so we can get all of Mike. And and you know, once I kind of figured out where my placement needed to be within this group, you know, then it's just a matter of you know making sure I'm somebody Mike can trust. Well, great, great morning, your first day in heaven when you stroll down the golden avenue. Mansions left and right, and you're thrilled at every side. And the saints are always smiling, saying, How do you do? Oh, it's a great, great morning. You're your first day in heaven when you realize your worrying days are through. You'll be glad you were not idle. Took time to read your Bible. It's a great, great morning for you, for you. One of the things that, that stands out about Crossroads, to my mind, is the number of gospel-inspired songs you do. Think of, think of things like The Old Rugged Cross, There Must Be a City, Via Dolorosa, which is a, a, a heartbreakingly emotional song about Jesus' uh, trip towards Calvary and crucifixion. In this country, we rarely touch those songs. If you look at the quartets and choruses, do you think we're missing a trick? I don't know if you're missing a trick. I think that, you know, you have to sing what you can put your heart into and what really moves you and what you know what's a part of you and for us that is a big part of our lives individually and as a quartet I mean we we feel very spiritually bound to do that and I we we feel very strongly that the Lord brought us together and so uh, I think it behooves us to to sing praise because we feel it I don't think that people should do it if they're not feeling that necessarily but uh, for us it's just very natural because it's an extension of who we are as people is it something that, that helped to bring you together as a quartet? Uh, absolutely, yeah. It's one of the, the many things that kind of connects us, but uh, maybe the most important th- kind of thread, not only with the four of us, but by extension our wives and families, just knowing 
that we're all Christian men and Christian families, and that kind of helps our whole Crossroads family together, and, and it certainly had a, a big effect on, on us getting together. Down the Via Dolorosa in Jerusalem that day The soldiers tried to clear the narrow streets But the crowd pressed in to see think of it in terms of like repertoire like we need a religious song here we've never thought of it that way it's just this is a song that moves us and we want to sing it a song that connects to us and speaks with us and that's I think for all of our repertoire it's been that way and that's probably why we do so much religious music because as Jim said it is who we are it's how we I think all of us define ourselves as Christian men before pretty much anything else and then husbands fathers all those things so that's definitely been part of what we wanted to express it's just to express our, our thanks for being together in this music that's meant so much to us. Is there any concern that it might be becoming more controversial? I mean, there, there was a, a, a song that everybody in Harmony, the chorus, were, were going to sing at this year's um, International, and they changed it because some people objected to it. Well, I think that, you know, I think that it, again, I think it has its place. I, for us, there's no controversy, <laughs> right? So among among the four of us, there's no controversy. So we're just going to sing. And if, you know, uh, people hire us to be on their program knowing that there, there probably will be some of those songs on there. So uh, I don't think that we apologize for it or back away from it. But I think that it is important to be sensitive to other people's, you know, beliefs. And, and uh, I don't think that we're insensitive to that. I just feel like we, as Brandon said, we just have to sing the songs that, that we can relate to. That's really what it is for us. Well, and one, just one thing I would say is just I think personally we feel like the message of Jesus in the Bible is one of inclusion and love. Right. And so at the end of the day, we, we feel like that it, it is about accepting people and loving people where they are. As We're all flawed, broken people, and Jesus loves us where we are with all of our our brokenness so that's how we want to extend that to other people as well so we hope what we do doesn't alienate we know that there may be people that feel that way but it's never out of judgment it's always out of just love of where people are because that's what christ gave to us that's how we feel about it yeah another thing too that i think our approach to it is that we're all very aware of how blessed and fortunate we are to be doing what we're doing to be doing have each other in our, in, in our lives and have this wonderful gift of music in the form of this quartet. And we're very thankful to God for giving us this gift. And we feel that part of what we can do is give thanks to him by singing the words that, you know, that he gave us and singing about him. And, and so that's another component that we feel. It's not something, again, that we necessarily push on other people, but we are very thankful and very blessed to be in this quartet and have one another, and, you know, that feels like an appropriate way for us to express that thanks to who we feel is responsible. My life goes on in endless song Above earth's lamentation
Can I just ask you about how you all came together? Because um, I think it's somewhere between 10 and 15 years, isn't it? Uh, 12? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think, Jim, you've said before that, that this had nothing at all to do with winning a gold medal at International, although you did win in 2009. We did, but but it is true, and and I, you know, people may or may not believe it, but the honest to goodness truth is, it had nothing to do with going back to international or winning another gold medal. I think we chose to do that. We talked at the beginning about not even not going at all, and then we sort of said, well, for people to kind of know you exist and to know what kind of music you sing, you sort of have to be visible. And the only way that you can really be visible when you're starting off is to compete. So. We really did it mostly for that. I mean, we were blessed to, to win the contest, but it was not something we didn't come together to win. We were all very good friends, you know. From We met each other all in different ways, but somehow we were interconnected for several years before Crossroads came to exist. The guys tell me, although I don't remember, that we used to get together at internationals beforehand and sing tags, the four of us, because... Jim begged us to sing tags with him, and now he doesn't remember. It's really interesting. But, uh, but no, we really were good friends, and I think the Gas House Gang was probably the... Yeah, actually, what's interesting is that each one of the three of us filled in uh, on shows with the Gas House Gang, yeah. which was, you know, we were each kind of substitutes yeah. for the Gas House and Gang. Mike and I had spent significant time with the Gas House Gang, and by proxy, Jim, obviously, and so that's really where we just formed a, a friendship. I mean, you know, when you're in the AIC and in barbershop, you, you know each other. So we had known each other in some capacity for a really long time. But to get close together like that, it was really the Gas House Gang that was the unifying factor. And that quartet really is a, a, a very special quartet for many people. I know because I've done this. If you walk around this building now with all these British barbershoppers and ask them of the, about their favorite quartet of all time, there is a fair proportion of them who will say the Gas House Gang. <laughs> well... I think the Gas House Gang, we were embraced by Babs early on before we even won. The first time we were here, I think we we had not even meddled yet, I don't think. And we were asked back to Babs several times, to labs, to do individual shows here. And I think that for the Gas House Gang, this became really like a second home to us. We really felt so at home here and knew so many people, and we felt very embraced here. Yeah, and... I'm grateful for it. I don't know why they liked us so much, but we were thrilled that they did, and we loved them right back. Well, so. it's not only them, is it? Because not only for the Gas House Gang, but for your, your work with Ambassadors and, and with Crossroads now. I gather this weekend that you're, you're being inducted into the Barbershop Hall of Fame, Jim. Well, that's, that was brand new news. Uh, but, yeah, that's an amazing honor. Yeah, that really is. The Gas House Gang was inducted around 2000 five-ish or something like that but to individually be inducted is you know lifelong dream i mean i grew up in barbershop and i have so many heroes who are in that hall of fame that for my name to be on the same list as theirs is a little surreal for me what does induction actually involve because it makes me think of these ancient orders that we have in britain you know yeah, where no, the, uh, the, 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 the order of the garter or the or, or, or the privy council the people who help the queen yeah, and you there's a very complicated and secretive <laughs> initiation process <laughs> i'm told that to it, <laughs> it, it involves uh, a lot of female clothing and whipped cream but we can't go into any more detail right now all we can divulge. <laughs> okay, well, well, how much longer are you over here? You're on the show tonight, aren't you? Yes, we're looking forward to that. Yep, get on that stage again. And three of us, our first experience with Babs was in Bournemouth at, at, at this very convention. Fred was here 30 years ago to the weekend. Gas House Gang's first one was in 1991. And Brandon was here... 2002. 2002. So it's great to be back in Bournemouth at Babs because three of us have that and now finally now my first time at Bournemouth was in uh, 2019 yes three days ago three days ago two days ago and it hasn't rained yet Right. We'll, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get it to rainy Nirona fairly soon, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. It's been beautiful. <laughs> great weather, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been fantastic talking to you. It's great to see you here at Babs, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the, on the show tonight. Uh, Crossroads, thank you very much indeed. Thank, thank you.
Crossroads putting their own inimitable stamp on Queen's classic hit song, You're My Best Friend, with, it has to be said, some pretty nifty beatboxing to accompany the song. The track is on the quartet's latest album, How Can I Keep From Singing, which you can download or buy as a CD from their website, crossroadsquartet.com. Their other CDs are also available there, and I must admit that I uh, I hadn't heard this track until I picked up a copy at convention. So, the next time I see you, Crossroads, the first question is going to be, who did the beatboxing? It is an art form that the new Babs Champion Quartet would certainly know quite a lot about. They used to be part of a hugely successful a cappella combo, which sounded like this. One, two, three, four! Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle I want to ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle The Tectonics formed at Imperial College London in 2008 and winners in New York in 2016 of the ICCA, the International Championships in Collegiate A Cappella. Well, nowadays, four former members of the Tectonics are known as Sound Hypothesis. The name and the musical style may have changed, but they still have that superb contest-winning sound. Many a love song about many a girl, many a broken heart. Moon up above songs with diamonds and pearls, never enough songs. Dimples and curves. Many a love song's been sung in vain. They speak of a love so new, yet there's only but one song that's truer than true. song I sing to you. It's you in the sunrise. It's you in my Hello, dear, that sets me up. And it's you gotta go, dear, that gets me One of the great things about Afterglows at these conventions is that absolutely everybody is here and I have just run into two members of this year's new quartet champion Sound Hypothesis. Hi! Hello John, how's it going? Not hey, too bad, just, just, just tell, 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 tell the listeners who I'm speaking to. Uh, so this is Aaron from Sound Hypothesis. And this is Conrad, also from Sound Hypothesis. And for those who are not sure which parts you sing... I sing the tenor. I sing lead. So Aaron and Conrad, tenor and lead from Sound Hypothesis. Congratulations, how did it feel to, 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 to win that goal today? 
Honestly, unbelievably surreal, I think, is how I would describe it. I think we were just kind of sat there watching, uh, watching everyone's names get called out and sort of looking at each other sheepishly being like, oh, I'm not, oh, I don't know. But it's, uh, it, was, it was wonderful, really, really wonderful to have that experience. Because you've only been singing Barbershop, Conrad, for, for, for two and a half years, is that right? Yeah, this is the number I, I, I quoted out at the, um, at, the, at the show this evening. Uh, I've been singing Barbershop a bit longer, I realised. I, I sung with the quartet a bit before, but as a group, we've been singing together two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're quite new to the thing, but we came from an a cappella background, so we'd sung with each other before. Um, on the uh, the collegiate a cappella stage at, uh, with Imperial College Tectonics, but um, this was our first foray into barbershop. Yeah, and, and in fact, didn't you win a, a world a cappella title at one point with Tectonics? Uh, yes, we certainly did. Uh, we won the uh, ICCA World Championships. ABC is laughing at me now because all there were four of us in the quartet. Three of them went to New York. And won the championship. I wasn't in the group at the time. So, oh, right. So, you, so you, this guy knows all about it. Okay. Well, what, what, what's, what's interesting about that then, uh, Aaron, is that you actually chose some very, very traditional barbershop songs today. Very, very different arrangements from the sort of things that you used to sing in New York in, in, in those modern a cappella competitions. Yeah, I think it speaks to the, the love of the tradition inside of us, I think. I mean, we've all sat around the laptop and uh, watched the YouTube videos and listened to the Spotify recordings, and I think there's there's something about that old school barbershop that just speaks to a lot of us on more of a, I mean, like I hate to, I hesitate to say spiritual level, but something more um, deep inside our understanding of music and love of that kind of uh, that kind of style. What words could be saying Take us through the two songs you sang. One of them was It's You. Yeah, so um, It's You is actually one of the songs that the group sung before I joined as the tenor. So their old tenor left in uh, 2017, Esan. Shout out to my man. Um, yeah, we don't talk about him anymore. <laughs> just been joined by a third member of Sound Hypothesis. Hello. Hello you are. I'm, my name is Aaron, and I'm the baritone of Sound Hypothesis. So we now have, we have a full complement of Aaron's from Sound Hypothesis. We do indeed, yeah. we do indeed. We're just talking about it, It's You, and, and just tell us about the, the other song that you sang. Well, so the other song we sang today uh, was I'm Looking Over a Four-Leaf Clover, which we originally heard um, when it was performed, well, we originally heard it online, I guess, when it was performed by Acoustics and thought it was really, really good fun, and we thought we'd give it a go, and it uh, worked out pretty well. <laughs> it certainly did. You, you also mentioned during the show that you've had some, some pretty good coaching as well. Tell us about that, Conrad. Yeah, so um, we've been getting some great coaching uh, from a lot of different people, um, and in particular, um, John Newell, um, who's the lead of Real Time, who were the 20, uh, 2005 uh, international champs, um, and... He's just been giving us just great feedback over the last 12 months, um, great encouragement, support, just taking us on this journey and like really encouraging us to just let it go. Let it go, as he would say. Um, but yeah, he's, he's an absolute legend and we want to shout out to him. You said that you were excited to have won. I suppose you've got to wait to find out whether or not you're going to be invited to take part in the internationals because the guaranteed place for Babs has gone to finest hour. Are you hopeful of an invitation? I think everyone would always be hopeful of an invitation. I think it's... Um, <laughs> no, um, Finest Hour did an absolutely splendid job as well. I think we all sat in the audience and absolutely loved what they had to offer. But, um, yeah, I think uh, we'd, we'd hope to be out there in L.A. in 2020. That would, be, uh, that would be a dream of ours, I would say. 
well, we're all keeping our fingers crossed for you. Also, there's a new quartet that seems to have come from a similar sort of background to you called Silver Street. Do you, do, do you know them? Silver Street Quartet, we know them very well. Uh, Will O'Reilly, we used to sing with him in the Tectonics, the a cappella group we were in in Imperial together. So uh, Will O'Reilly's the tenor in that group, and so we go back many, many years, five five or six years maybe. Upwards, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got, a, we've got a deep connection with those guys, and we're really thrilled because it's another one of these groups who've come from the choral, the a cappella scene, and they've come into Barbershop, and they've just gone into it full full tilt I don't know what the expression is and they're, they're really embracing it and they've, they've had a great they've had a great weekend at convention I know that Amen to that well you guys are bringing a tremendous amount to Barbershop it's fantastic to see you win the gold today and um, all the uh, all, all the very best to you all Thank you very much Thanks John Farewell every old familiar face It's time to stray It's time to stray away Only wait till I communicate Here's just what I'll say. I'm looking over for the clover that I overlooked some before. One is the sunshine, the second is the rain, third is the roses that bloom in the lane. Oh, there's no need explaining, the one remaining is somebody I adore. I'm looking over a four-leaf clover that I overlooked before once more. This lovely little clover that makes me smile is a shamrock. I'll soon be leading down the aisle for this once lonely rover. Has found the clover that was overlooked before. I'm looking over a clover. No more. From their winning set, Sound Hypothesis with I'm Looking Over a Four Leaf Clover. Thanks to the guys for stopping for that late night chat. And all the best in what I'm sure will be an amazing barbershop future. Well, now on to another new facet of Babs Convention, the Mixed Voice Chorus Contest. Originally set up in the hope of attracting new voices from outside the barbershop world, the contest has evolved and, from last September, the rules were changed so that only registered Babs clubs could compete and individual singers had to be members of either Babs, Labs or Sweet Adelines Region 31. The winners this year were old friends in a new guise. convention one of the growing aspects that gets bigger every year is the mixed chorus contest and this year it's been won by a combination of two championship choruses the cotton town chorus from babs and amersham a cappella from labs who are frequently gold medal winners there though not this year it has to be said but uh, they were a couple of years ago and last time helen lappert that you were on the podcast uh, was when you won gold uh, at, at labs yes that's right yes uh, and you've also directed the first chorus to win here in the mixed competition at Babs and here you are once again. Yes, I know that's really exciting to have won it again, you know, having been the inaugural winners, yeah, very but, exciting indeed, under a different name. But this time you broke new ground, didn't you, because it was Amersham a cappella and Cotton Town Chorus and is, is this the first time that these two tremendous choruses have come together? 
It isn't. We came together two years ago at Babs when we sang The Climb and It's Kind of Magic, which both of which were arranged especially for us by David King. And it kind of, it sort of happened organically uh, with a bit of persuasion by me um, talking to Neil and saying, it's a good idea, it's a good idea. And also um, that we had a brother and sister uh, in both choruses and they were really keen to sing together. And yeah, and actually, as a result of the merging of the two choruses, a, a romance has occurred, and which is wonderful. Really? Tell us more. Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say names, but the okay. first time that we ever um, rehearsed and performed together, The Climb, um, these two particular people were standing uh, in close proximity, and I think their eyes set o- upon each other, and uh, and I think he had fluttering, and uh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. So romance is blossoming on the risers. Yes, it is. Uh, and off the risers as well. And off the risers as well, of yes. course. But, but they, I mean, the, the, the two people of whom you speak are 200 miles apart, as of course... No, not no? anymore, they not. anymore? Not. Oh, right, Because okay. he has moved to be with her. Wow. Yes! You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're going to read it in the next... Well, you probably don't get the Labs newsletter, but... But yes. we, we can all log on to the Labs website and you read can. it, can't we? Yeah. The two choruses, meanwhile, are, I mean, you know, it's just a fact of geographic life that you're in Amersham and uh, Cottontown Chorus are in Bolton and the M1 and the M6 divide you and it's about a two and a half hour, three hour drive. So how on earth do you get together to rehearse? Well, we got together once um, in the run-up uh, where we had a coaching session a whole day and that was in Coventry, sort of halfway. Um, had a whole day rehearsal. That was brilliant. We'd done a lot of preparation prior to that so we knew exactly what we were doing. Um, and it all came together really quickly because we'd done our our practice, and uh, and then of course we rehearsed. We did a front row rehearsal last night. Uh, we did a really solid rehearsal this morning for two hours, and yeah, and we've been working separately and communicating um, via YouTube videos, and yes. So basically, the digital the digital world is is, is helping you bring. Hugely, yeah. yes. Uh, they've just been advertising the, uh, the the ABBA tribute party, which is going on on the, the the Sunday night afterglow. And you, you, I have to say, just as an aside, are in a very very pink ABBA costume. Yes, I know. Well, a few years ago, Amisham Acapella did a show, a seventies themed show, with Vocal Six as our guests, and we had to get hold of ABBA costumes. And I'm rather partial to mine, and I'm. I haven't worn it enough, so any opportunity I get, it's not the sort of thing you can wear when you're going out for a meal. Well, it's, 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 yes. good, to, it's good to see you out and about. Isn't it? <laughs> let, let me just ask you about, I mean, there's no ABBA in your set, but the, the, there was a, a fantastically choreographed piece, the song Footloose from the movie. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, we were inspired by Kentucky Boku Union's performance of it. I mean, it was obviously Aaron Dale's arrangement, and... Uh, and we wanted, we just wanted to have a party on stage. We wanted to have fun. And a Queen song as well, Somebody to Love. Yes, yes. Again, I'm a mega Queen fan, it has to be said. You have a Freddie Mercury costume, I've seen it. I, I do, and I've got a moustache, <laughs> but actually I've, I've lost it. So Queen and Footloose this time, but I'm just wondering if this is a long-term viable project, because it's quite difficult isn't it to keep this going people must invest time and effort and money as well in doing this yes but I think it's exciting and it's yeah it's a, it's a different kind of adventure and you know when you get there's a certain frisson that you get of, of bringing two choruses together and particularly a male and a female chorus it's, it just adds another dimension do you think other choruses will try it out? Do you think we might yeah, see... I think, no, I see think it's fourth, already happening. It's Fourth already Valley happening. and Great Western or the, or the White Rosettes and Grand Central, something like that. I don't know, but I, it is starting to happen. And certainly, you know, even somebody came today and spoke to me about, you know, how would you feel if we were to take one of the arrangements that you sing? Would, would we be allowed to do that? And somebody contacted me recently, oh, I've just formed a mixed chorus. So it, it, it's already happening. It's fun, that's the thing. Final question to you. Have you been surprised by the growth of mixed voice chorus uh, singing? Because there are, there are sort of nine or ten choruses now and there, there are more being formed all the time. I'm not surprised at all. It's, it, it gives you a greater scope because you've got a bigger range and it's, it's very exciting for, 
female voices to enjoy the depth and breadth of, of male voices, particularly basses, and hopefully men feel the same way about hearing the, the brighter tones of the, of the women. And also there's that, that rapport that you have, that bit of mild flirtation, which is, which, yeah, which makes it exciting. Well, we'll hope you both choruses enjoy their championship year, and thanks very much indeed for taking the time to do it. Thank you so much, John. Thank kind of magic. Thanks to Helen Lappert, musical director at Amersham Acapella, who shared directing duties on that set with Neil Firth from Cottontown. As regards that budding romance within the two choruses, well, it looks as though in the cutthroat world of barbershop journalism, the lab's online newspaper voice box may have secured the uh, exclusive on that particular story. I didn't see it in their June edition, though, uh, but there is another one out in July. Other online papers, uh, Hex from Babs and Harmony Rag from Sweet Ads, are, of course, available. And that's almost it from Bournemouth. If you were there, then I hope you had a fantastic weekend. If you weren't, I hope this podcast has brought you something of the flavour of this tremendous event. My own chorus, Capital Chorus, was left just a little sad when our much-loved and respected MD Pippa Goodall told us right after convention uh, that she would soon be moving on. If you're a regular listener to Harmony UK podcast, you'll know that Pippa has many other musical interests. She especially wants to spend more time, she says, on the Fusion Project, which is setting up barbershop clubs in universities across the land and which we featured on the podcast in April. All of us in the chorus wish Pippa well, but if you would like to lead 30 enthusiastic guys who can offer commitment, camaraderie, ambition and hard work leavened with fun and are open to new ideas, then do visit the Capital Chorus website where you'll find more details. OK, that's the end of the commercial. Now we'll finish this edition of the podcast with music from this year's most entertaining chorus at Babs, our own London neighbours, Meantime. This was only Meantime Chorus's third time competing at Babs, where they've come seventh, third and now second. If you love monsters, mad scientist and tap dancing Transylvanian style, then their performance, available to view on demand via the Babs website, is a must. Here's a sound-only snippet to whet your appetite. Uh, from me, John Beasley, thanks for listening. Keep the whole world singing and bye-bye for now. It's the Transylvania mania Whether you're in Ruritania Or a dance hall in Albania Yes, sir, it's the Transylvania mania Rich and poor are also chewing it In hotels or huts You will find that even dogs are busy Doing it pedigreed and mutts Yeah, all the devils in Tasmania Shake their tails and go insane I love it, it's the latest craze Grab a steamship or a plania to the heart of old Romania. Love it, yeah, you gotta love it. To Transylvania, 